So, hello everybody, it's Leslie Jane Seymour from Covey Club, and I am excited to bring to you a friend of mine today. Her name is Adrienne Garland, and she is really working in a similar space to Covey Club, trying to connect women, mainly who are entrepreneurs, and trying to help them get their businesses started and getting them moving forward. I met Adrienne when I went and spoke last year at her She Leads conference, and we had a great time. I met a lot of really interesting women, and a lot of those people have appeared either in the Covey Club podcast or in the Covey Are Written digital magazine or just have become part of my life, which is really wonderful. And what I love about Adrienne is, you know, she's just a regular girl and she went and got her MBA. She was figuring out that she loves math. She is a real math head. And um, she's been trying to figure out how to work for herself and not necessarily having to work for the man, as many of us have found ourselves having to do for so long. And what's really interesting about her path is that she applied for the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Women program and got in. And I think you'll want to hear about that because if you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking about um, where can I get some real concrete help, she's really a good example of somebody who found an accelerator um, or, uh, you know, some kind of group that helped move her along, and she can talk at length about that. And what I didn't know is that even Goldman Sachs' program is around the country, which I did not know. So that's of interest to everybody as well. And what I'm really excited about is that her, you should know about her program and her conference, which is coming up um, this November. And the theme is going to be looking at different business models that benefit humanity, which I think is something that women love to do. We like, it doesn't mean it's all volunteer and you're not going to make any money. It means you're going to do both. And so I think it's really interesting what she's doing. So I hope you'll welcome Adrian Garland and you're going to get a first class instruction on what she calls ABR. She's a brander. Always be reinventing. It's not just once. So welcome, Adrian. So I want to welcome my good friend, Adrian Garland. Hi, Adrian. How are you? Hey, Leslie. How are you? Good. I am so glad you are here. You're quite an inspiration for a lot of women. You have gone out there, done your own thing for a while. So we want to talk the details about how you've done this. Why don't we start by talking about, you know, what, what's your past history with work? What have you, how did you start? Um, where'd you grow up and what did you start out doing? And, and then what were your various sort of uh, maneuvers to change over? Yeah, thank you so much uh, for having me and for allowing me to share my journey. Um, I hope that people can relate to it and take something away. So I will. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah, attempt to be as uh, practical and actionable as I possibly can. Thank you. Uh, sure. So I grew up in a very small town in Westchester County called Montrose. Uh, actually, the VA hospital is there. Okay. Yep. And I went off to college and I studied economics, uh, 
as an undergrad. And the reason for that was because I was very, very strong in math. Um, but I also have a super creative side to me. So I minored in English. And I had thought that I wanted to be a teacher. Both of my parents were teachers. Uh, my mother was a special education teacher and my father an art teacher. Uh, so when I let my mother know that you know I wanted to be a teacher, and she was a teacher, remember, uh, she said to me, Adrian, you're smarter than that. Do something else. Wow. So yeah. So uh, when I graduated, uh, it was 1992, and at that time um, there was a recession. Uh, so I got a job doing data entry at a company that's no longer around. It was called Value Line, uh, and Value Line provided all different stock prices in you know little literal printed books. Uh, so me and a team of uh, people did a lot of data entry with a lot of numbers. Mm. Um, and I kind of uh, started my journey in the area of finance. And it's something that I thought that I would always be in because I really did love math. And, you know, I felt like I had, a, you know, a really uh, strong um, propensity for it. And so uh, I kind of got far. I worked at some incredible companies, small firms, a company called Soundview Financial Group that was uh, based in Old Greenwich, Connecticut. I loved it there. And when I was there, I decided that I wanted to go back to uh, get my MBA in finance because I had wanted to become a research analyst. Mm -hmm. um, the company was focused on the high-tech area and, um, you know, it was pretty male dominated, but I had a lot of confidence in myself back then um, and thought, you know, if they could do it, I can too. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went back to school. I got my MBA uh, from NYU Stern School of Business, which is very well known for finance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but partway through, uh, the investment bank that I had worked for at that time, it, it was after I had moved on from Soundview Financial Group. Uh, the investment bank that I had worked at at the time was um, was fined. We'll just keep it at that. Uh, and I decided that's not really where I wanted to be. I didn't want to be in that world. There was a lot of crazy stuff that was going on. And so I actually um, reinvented myself, if you will, in the middle of my MBA. Career. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, can I ask how old you were at that point? Yeah, I was, uh, oh gosh, I was probably around 20, 28. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I had, uh, I switched my major to marketing and I uh, found an internship because I really wanted to know what the practical implementation of marketing was, not just the theory. So I found an incredible internship at a company that was part of Viacom um, and they had the uh, South Park license at the time, oh really big. And it was the hot, hot time for it. Um, and I really fell in love with marketing and how, uh, you know, a brand can be expressed through many different products and what a manufacturer and licensee and licensor need to do to partner together to make sure that that brand you know, upholds its values in, when working with a third party manufacturer. 
Um, so uh, when I graduated with my MBA, I actually worked at a toy company. I, I flipped, <laughs> yeah, I flipped over to the manufacturing side of it, but it was still licensing. Okay. Um, and I had always wanted to work in the media and entertainment field. My, I, I ended up graduating from Stern with a degree in marketing, but with a concentration in media, entertainment, and technology. Mm-hmm. So I started working at Cablevision, um, and I worked there for about seven and a half years mm-hmm. and worked in both um, product development and direct marketing. I did all the, the planning for all of the direct mail pieces that everybody, if, if you're in the, you were in the Cablevision area that you received week after week and probably threw in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a lot of us, in, yep. Yeah, I was in charge of all of that. Um, and I moved on from Cablevision and I ran uh, marketing for PR Newswire, um, again, a company that was severely affected by the internet um, because anybody really could be a, a press release distributor mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if they just had an internet connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and the company uh, went through many changes, and through those changes, I moved on from there and landed at uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers through a friend. A friend had worked there and told me about a role there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was the uh, choice that I made that led me to entrepreneurship, which was, you know, the, I guess you could call it the second major point of reinvention for myself. Um, PricewaterhouseCoopers and me were not a fit. We'll just say Mm -hmm. it was like oil and water. Mm -hmm. Um, And I decided that, you know, I had been successful in my career on my own. You know, my parents were teachers, so they didn't know a, a, ton about the whole, um, you know, business environment. And I had been very successful. Um, so I thought, well, let me take that, um, that knowledge and, you know, my confidence in myself and just start my own consulting business, doing marketing and and teaching people Mm -hmm. um, what I knew. And I found out very, very quickly that working for a company versus, you know, starting your own business are two very different propositions. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, in my first couple of years, I really tripped around trying to figure out, you know, what am I doing? How am I doing this? Um, And I had complained a lot to a good friend of mine who was in the events um, production business at the time. And she said to me, why don't we put together a conference where we bring together women who are super successful that started their own businesses and people like us that want to start our own businesses and that we're smart, but we just don't know that, you know, exactly how. So we did that in 2013 and it was super successful. We, you know, we did it without knowing as so many entrepreneurs do, you kind of just dive in. Um, and we were able to get sponsorships. We sold tickets and everybody said that it was, you know, one of the best conferences that they'd ever been to. Mm. Yeah. We were really surprised because it was literally something that we wanted to do for ourselves. <laughs> well, that's probably the best product you can always make. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we, replicated what we did in the first year. We did it again and we were successful again. Um, And then we did it together a third year. And by that time, um, you know, I thought to myself, this could really be 
a business. I didn't know what the exact business model was uh, because it truly was a, a conference. And I was still uh, providing marketing services to uh, different companies. I had worked underneath an agency. Um, I had some clients of my own. And throughout the whole this whole consulting journey, there's really been a mix of things that I've done. I've you know worked part-time. I've worked as a contractor. I've worked underneath an agency. I've worked uh, with my own clients. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm always asking like, what is the business model that is going to be right for me? Uh, what's going to generate profit? And what is going to work for my life and, and my lifestyle? Um, and that changes from year to year. And it changes also because of my family, just to be frank, I, you know, my kids were young when I started consulting, they were mm -hmm. in uh, middle school and I only chose to do things that would allow me the flexibility so that I could, for the most part, be around for my kids. Um, and now my oldest is off to college and my youngest is a very responsible 10th grader. Um, and so I feel like now is the time to, you know, uh, do another reinvention right. and really kick up what I'm doing through my current company, which is called She Leads Media. Okay. Yeah. And one of the steps that I took to mm -hmm. really start to think about that was I applied for and went through the um, Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I remember when you told me that. That's incredible. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, even though I had my MBA, uh, which is different than, you know, running a, a small business, I felt like I needed that um, the camaraderie, the network, and also um, just the um, thought process that goes into being a small business owner. Um, and one of the, the great things about the program, there's many, but one of the great things about it is they really have you focus on an area of opportunity that you feel like you can implement that's going to 10 times your business growth. Oh, so they really focus on the 10x thing. Completely. And the reason that they do that is because they want to see small businesses grow. We're the, you know, the driver of the economy and they really want to be the ones that are helping these businesses to hire people mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to hire employees and, you know, lower I people. see. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately, you know, to, I think, find businesses to fund that right, right. Can get to the next level. It's such right. a, great thing that Goldman Sachs is, is doing. Um, and I was lucky enough to be um, accepted into the Tory Burch program, which was all women. So yeah. there were 34 other women in, in the same uh, boat uh, revenue wise as, as I was. So a little bit on the smaller side, a little bit in the um, earlier stages of growth mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, more focused on the the issues and challenges that women face. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was terrific. And I highly recommend that, you know, if 
if you are looking for somebody that can help you think through things like finance and marketing and operations and, mm-hmm. and you know, hiring, mm-hmm. I highly recommend that program. Um, mm-hmm. And they're in all different cities throughout the United States. Mm. So the program is, or you mean the groups of women? The, the program, the, the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses. It's in all program. cities? I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and you okay. can, you know, look on their website and find out where they are and everything. Now the Tory Birch program is only in New York, um, okay. Guardia college. And okay. I believe, um, there's only one cohort per, per year that they okay. accept. So I was number five and I think they just graduated number six. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So that propelled you. Did that, what did that teach you specifically? What did you get out of that, that you could not have done yourself? So that is an amazing question because I, I, I do ask myself that a lot. Um, I, I definitely identified an opportunity mm-hmm. and uh, I had an investor for my opportunity and oh. that sort of uh, fell apart, which was unfortunate for many different reasons. But was that through them or, or was that, how did you get the investor, even if it fell apart, how did that happen? Yeah. So that was really, I would just call it luck. Um, It happened that uh, somebody who was on the investors team had come across my conference and uh, attended the conference and was impressed with it. So uh, they reached out to me and invited me in and asked me what my plans were for, you know, my business and my conference for the future. And they, they really liked, um, you know, the focus that I had on, women leaders and women entrepreneurs and women that are in the second chapter of their career journey. And my uh, growth opportunity was around a collaboration space that was in the suburbs Mm -hmm. that would provide um, video production and podcasting production services Mm -hmm. for women because uh, the, the main, one of the, you know, the main things that I am trying to do through She Leads Media is to help give voice to women, um, in the media so that ultimately, um, you know, our voices are out there more and there mm-hmm. can be a more fair and balanced mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, the investor had different ideas that I think as investors do, you know, they mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a person and I think they see potential mm-hmm. more so than they look at an actual business. And obviously in some cases they do, but I think that the good investors are the ones that really look at the person and see Mm -hmm. what their potential is. And, um, this particular investor just had different ideas of what could, um, be successful for me. And I think that they were good. They, it's, you know, I don't know if it was timing, but it was just something that wasn't right for me. Mm Mm-hmm. But it happened because you wouldn't have met that investor except for the Goldman Sachs thing. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been seeking investors okay. and I wouldn't have been open to the idea okay. of an investor at all. Okay. And if I didn't have my conference, mm-hmm. the investor wouldn't have ever become aware of me. So it was a little bit of mm-hmm. something that I was doing on my own and then being mm-hmm. open to mm-hmm. this idea of investment and feeling very confident mm-hmm. that I knew what uh, information to provide because the Goldman Sachs program had really 
um, helped us to think through these things and put them mm-hmm. on paper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is important. So it was, it was, it was the fact that all of these things were aligned, which brought that investor to me. And it also brought me a humongous lesson, mm-hmm. right? It, it, mm-hmm. it made me realize that not all there, you know, there isn't a fit with all investors and you have right. to be super clear on what it is that you're looking for. Right. Um, you know, I'd, I, I think that I, I, I didn't approach the whole process of finding an investor by actually going out and looking for investors. Mm-hmm. I sort of took the opportunity that was given to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back on that, I, I think that that's fine to do, but I think I could have done a little bit more due diligence and mm-hmm. reached out to other investors to mm-hmm. see um, what they would be offering. And I would give that advice. You know, mm-hmm. if you think that you're at a place where you need investment, mm-hmm. um, I would think about the number, be very practical about the the amount of money that you actually need mm-hmm. in order to take your business to that next level mm-hmm. and look at not only, you know, individual investors, but look at some of the other investment vehicles that are available to you, like fund, you know, crowdfunding platforms, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, other companies that lend money at reasonable rates um, and really do your homework and get smart and don't be afraid of this thing called finance. Um, because I, I'm terrified of it. Don't be. <laughs> I'm so terrified be. of it. Yeah. You can't be. And I, I think so many women are, and yeah. we are smart people. And it's just a matter of learning about a topic like you would learn about any other topic. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. I'm trying to educate myself. Yeah. So, um, are you all self-funded? Is that what you ended up doing? So I actually talk about your conference a little bit, Adrian, so people know what the conference is and understand what it is. Sure. So, um, I had actually, you know, getting really real. So I had, um, you know, uh, borrowed money from this investor and um, spent it. I hired some marketing people. I, okay. I did some things. And so I, I didn't want to continue the relationship with the investor. Ooh, what do you do? Yike. Well, yeah. I, through my network, which is so powerful, uh-huh. um, I was relaying the story of how I wanted to, you know, uh, separate from this mm-hmm. investor mm-hmm. and a friend of mine um, recommended uh, it's called the Excelsior Growth Fund and it's a nonprofit organization that lends money um, to people who might not otherwise be able to secure financing. Mm. Um, so they were able to classify um, my situation uh, in a way mm-hmm. that um, allowed me to borrow money from them. So I borrowed mm-hmm. money at a very great rate mm-hmm. and terms. Mm-hmm. I paid mm-hmm. the investor mm-hmm. off because mm-hmm. I felt that it was more important for me emotionally mm-hmm. to um, move on from that and to sure. not be tied to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I borrowed money and I still have an outstanding loan with Excelsior Growth Fund. Wow. Okay. They're terrific because okay. they they provide um, consulting services to help you with your business. So in addition oh, wow. to giving you money, they actually help you. Oh, wow. They're That's amazing. great. Okay. Incredible. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I 
I, I really credit the conference with giving me a platform that allows me to build these incredible relationships that I do have. Mm-hmm. Um, so the conference has been running since 2013. Mm-hmm. It's now branded as She Leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the She Leads conference. And this year in 2019, it's taking place on November 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, I do an all day conference uh, and a VIP event the evening beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it's completely focused on women leaders and entrepreneurs. And I bring in experts from a variety of different fields with uh, women in the room who are looking for that expertise. And a lot of the women are the same audience as the audience here on your podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They are women who are highly educated, who are in the second chapter of their career journey and who are looking for super practical, actionable advice. Mm -hmm. we don't, you know, we don't want to waste time anymore. No, no. Mm-hmm. We, we want to take those steps and do mm-hmm. things the right way. And mm-hmm. we almost don't have the luxury of making mistakes. Right. Correct. Right. Correct. So it's a, it's a very inspirational conference in that you walk away knowing exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much about feeling good about yourself. It's mm-hmm. about giving and getting advice and building mm-hmm. networks mm-hmm. and doing business uh, mm-hmm. with other people that are in the room that can truly mm-hmm. help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I've made friends with several people who were at your conference and we've done things with each other. I've had people write for me who were there. Caroline Miller's one of them. Amazing. Um, it's worked out really well. I mean, I did make a lot of contacts. Um, yeah, so that's great. Excellent. It's terrific. And I think that's something that differentiates my conference from some of the other conferences that you go to. There is a a real focus on doing business with one another and, Mm -hmm. and truly, you know, walking the walk and, and Mm -hmm. making sure that women are helping other women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of feel good stuff that's out there, which is nice, but it's not helpful. Yeah. Um, you're like me. I'm trying to get very practical and very actionable. And because the feel good stuff is great, but it doesn't move the needle. You know, you need the feel good stuff to keep you going because it's certainly hard, but you really need the, how do I do this? How do I move forward? What are the steps? All that stuff. So yeah. So that's, I think where we meet. So people can sign up. They can go to sheleadsconference.com or where will they find it to sign up? Yep. On the, uh, on my website, which is sheleadsmedia.com. Um, and they can look for the 2019 conference and they can sign up, they can read about it. Uh, they can fill out the contact form and ask me any questions about it. Um, but we, we have some really incredible, um, people who are speaking this year so far. Um, and the conference theme is all about, uh, looking at different business models that consider, humanity. So Mm. not so much about profit and a a male focused command and control corporate structure, Mm -hmm. but what are the ways in, you know, what, what are the ways that women and just people in general are working together to definitely deliver profit, but in a way that's, that is different than the traditional corporate business model. And what is that new structure that everybody's talking about? Um, 
like that. Is that social good? Is that the, the S, not the S Corp, it's a, it's a new B Corp? Oh, the B Corp? Yeah. Uh, the B Corp is amazing. I'd like to actually- You should uh, get somebody to talk about that. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's about doing good. Um, and that's a component of what's uh, what I'm going to be sharing at the conference. Um, there's also a great just um, story that I like to tell about a woman. Her name is Dr. Nicola Nice. Uh, she started a spirits company called Pomp and Whimsy. And um, she launched a company. She was doing very well, um, but not as well as she thought that she could be doing because it was in a very male-dominated industry. Oh, yes. I've heard my friends who are in those industries. It's really tough. It's so tough. So what she did is uh, she found 10 other women and she created a collective mm. of women in spirits. And each one of the, the people in this collective put money into a, a pot um, that they share together. And they're keeping track of how they're doing as a, a collaborative overall, mm -hmm. and then also individually. Mm. And one of the things that is super interesting is that through this collective, each one of the companies are able to earn more revenue and profit, get distribution, other very tangible things that they weren't able to do on their own. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And the reason I, I love that is because it, if you think about it from a traditional perspective, those companies are in competition with one another. They're, they're different spirits, vodka, gin, mm -hmm, whatever. Mm -hmm. In the past, those people would have been considered competitors. Right. But the way that Dr. Nicola is looking at it is like they're collaborators. They are not competitors. That's so, so great. All rise together. I love that. And it's such a perfect example of how women can think about business in a different way, but still be focused on that bottom line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think people think that it, it's either, either you're giving to charity and you make nothing or right. you're going to um, ha be a total business. I, I think you're right. I think people don't realize there's things in between. Yeah. I think that's great. So as we're getting to the end of our talk here, um, what I, you've given us a lot of tips and tricks, which is great. But um, what would you say are the three most important things you've learned over time that you would like to pass along to somebody who's going to try to follow your trajectory, say leaving, um, you know, corporate life, moving into something that's a little bit different and a little bit of your own, finding an investor, um, releasing an investor. Yeah. Um, what would you say are three practical things you've come away with? Well, I think that one of the most important things is to be super clear on who you are and mm -hmm. what your values are. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's easier to make decisions when you know what your bright line is. What, mm -hmm. what is that line that you won't cross? Mm. Um, so that is super helpful. And the more that you can do the work to find out who you are and what you'll accept and what you'll compromise um, can really be that guiding force mm -hmm. so that you're not sucked into opportunities that might not be good for you. And do you mean internal work? Do you mean like um, yeah. shrink work? Okay. So knowing yourself, yeah. not just your business. Knowing yourself. Okay. Right. Knowing and, your and personal values. Okay. Yes. 100%. Okay. And 
I think so much women, when, you know, we start businesses, they're, they're a huge reflection of our, ourselves. Yes. Right. So I think that's why it's super important to be very clear right. on, on right. you. Okay. Um, the other thing, you know, that I, that I thought about is, uh, you know, don't, don't wait to reinvent yourself when the situation arises. And mm-hmm. I kind of have it, uh, I, I thought about it, um, you know, always be selling, but how about always be reinventing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So be in that mode of, you know, how can I make this better? How can I make this more um, valuable to me? You know, mm-hmm. always be open to reinventing, whether it's what you're doing or how you're looking at things so mm-hmm. that it doesn't come to a point where you are forced to reinvent mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, That's very good. So yeah. ABR. <laughs> always be reinventing. Oh, 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 okay. Always be, be reinventing. reinventing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Branding. <laughs> good. I love it. I love it. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and this is more of a, a business focused reinvention tip. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to reinvent and you are going to do something that, um, that you're passionate about, make sure that you understand a business model that is going to support that reinvention. Mm -hmm. So you can be passionate about something, but if you don't know how to price it right, if you don't know what the business model is, that's going to deliver the revenue and the profit. It's, it's going to be a failed reinvention. Mm -hmm. So really take the time to understand a variety of different business models that can work to support you. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. Well, Adrian, awesome. I feel like I got a, a mini business course there, which is great. <laughs> Thank and, you. And um, the whole revenue thing, you know, makes my heart palpitate because it is not my area of strength. But um, you've given us all great ideas. I did not know that, um, especially that the... Um, uh, Goldman Sachs thing was in every city, which is great because we are a national podcast. So that's fantastic. Everybody should look in their cities and I bet you they want to pull people who are not just from New York. So I think that's a really brilliant idea. Absolutely. And, uh, I like ABR. That's going to become one of our, (laughs) our things. Um, always be reinventing. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope everybody will go to sheleadsmedia.com. Yep. And we'll sign up for the event and I'll be there. That's for sure. I'm one of your big supporters and fans and um, we'll all get to meet everybody, which would be fantastic. So thanks for spending the time today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. All right, darling. Thanks. Take care. Bye. So I want to thank you all for joining us on Reinvent Yourself, our podcast where we try to inspire you and give you the tools and tricks to reinvent yourself at any point in your life, at any age, and in any way that you want to. You are never done. We do not believe in being done. And reinvention is a continuous cycle. It is a journey. You do have to love the journey. I hate to say that. I know it's cliche, but you do. 
And I just want to thank you for joining us. If you like this podcast, I hope you will give us a, a, a big rating, give us a bunch of stars, and also subscribe, pass us to other friends. That is how people find out about us. And that is how other women can be helped as well by the podcast. And if you have an idea of anybody who should be covered in our podcast for reinvention, if you, you're a reinventor or you know a great reinventor, please send us your name or their name to leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, at coveyclub.com. And that's C-O-V-E-Y, club.com. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time.